ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ವಿ ಆರ್ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಫೋರ್ ಎಂಟೈಟಲ್ಡ್ ದ ಹಂಸ ಗುಹ್ಯ ಪ್ರೇಯರ್ಸ್ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ವರ್ಸ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಫೈವ್ ದ್ರುಮೇಭ್ಯ ಕೃಧ್ಯಮಾಪೀಪಿತ ಮನ್ಯವಹ ಮುಖದೋ ವಾಯುನ್ ಅಗ್ನಿ ಸಸೃಜುಸ್ತಕ್ಷಯ ದ್ರುಮೇಭ್ಯ ಕೃಧ್ಯಮಸ್ತೆ ತಪೋದೀಪಿತಮನ್ಯವಃ ಮುಖತೋ ವಾಯು ಅಗ್ನಿ ಸಸೃಜುಸ್ತಕ್ಷಯ ದ್ರುಮೇಭ್ಯ ಕೃಧ್ಯಮಸ್ತೆ ತಪೋದೀಪಿತಮನ್ಯವಃ ಮುಖತೋ ವಾಯುಮಗ್ನಿ ಸಸೃಜುಸ್ತಕ್ಷಯ ವರ್ಡ್ ಟು ಅ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ದ್ರುಮೇಭ್ಯ ಅಂಟು ದ ಟ್ರೀಸ್ ಕೃಧ್ಯಮಾನ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ವೆರಿ ಆಂಗ್ರಿ ತೇ ದೇ ದ ಟೆನ್ ಸನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಪ್ರಾಚೀನ ಬರ್ಹಿ ತಪಃ ದೀಪಿತ ಮನ್ಯವಃ ಹುಸ್ ಆಂಗರ್ ವಾಸ್ ಇನ್ಫ್ಲೇಮ್ಡ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಲಾಂಗ್ ಆಸ್ಟೆರಿಟೀಸ್ ಮುಖತ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಮೌತ್ ವಾಯು ವಿಂಡ್ ಅಗ್ನಿ ಫಾಯರ್ ಚ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸಸೃಜು ದೇ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಟೆಡ್ ತತ್ those forests didakshaya with the desire to burn because of having undergone long austerities in the water the prachetas were very angry at the trees desiring to burn them to ashes they generated wind and fire from their mouths purport by ಹಿಸ್ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಗ್ರೇಸಿ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾನಂದ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಕಿ ಜಯ ಹಿಯರ್ ದ ವರ್ಡ್ ತಪೋ ದೀಪಿತ ಮನ್ಯವಃ ಇಂಡಿಕೇಟ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ಸ್ ಹೂ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಗೌಂಡ್ ಸಿವಿಯರ್ ಆಸ್ಟೆರಿಟಿ ತಪಸ್ಯ ಆರ್ ಎಂಡೋವ್ಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಮಿಸ್ಟಿಕ್ ಪವರ್ ಆಸ್ ಎವಿನ್ಸ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ದ ಪ್ರಚೇತಸ್ ಹೂ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಟೆಡ್ ಫೈರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿಂಡ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದರ್ ಮೌತ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ devotees undergo severe tapasya however they are vimanyavaha sadhavaha which means that they are never angry they are always decorated with good qualities 
Bhagavatam, third canto, twenty-fifth chapter, twenty-first verse states, Tidakshava karunikaha suhurda sarvadehinam jada shatrava shanta sadhava sadhu bhushanam. A sadhu, a devotee is never angry. Actually, the real feature of devotees who undergo tapasya austerity is forgiveness. Although a Vaishnava has sufficient power in tapasya, he does not become angry when put into difficulty. If one undergoes tapasya but does not become a Vaishnava, however, one does not develop good qualities. For example, Hiranyakashipu and Ravana also performed great austerities, but they did not demonstrate their, sorry, they did, they did so to demonstrate the demoniac tendencies. Vaishnavas must meet many opponents while preaching the glories of the Lord. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommends that they not become angry while preaching. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given this formula, Trinadabhi Sunichena Tarorapi Sahishnuna Amanina Manadena Kirtaniya Sadaharihi. One should chant the holy name of the Lord in a humble state of mind. Thinking oneself lower than the straw in the street, one should be more tolerant than a tree, devoid of all sense of false prestige and should be ready to offer all respects to others. In such a state of mind, one can chant the holy name of the Lord constantly. Those engaged in preaching the glories of the Lord should be humbler than grass and more tolerant than a tree. Then they can preach the glories of the Lord without difficulty. Om Chakshurun militam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya mano bhishtam sthapitam yena bhutale swayam rupakadamahyam dadati svapadantikam vandeham shri guru shri yuta padakamalam shri gurun vaishnavamscha shri rupam sagrajatam Sahagana Rakunathanyutam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishaghanitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanjana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vanchagalpatarubhyasya Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavane Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Namaha Namo Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya 
ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಾದಿಗೋರ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಭೂತೈರ್ಮಹಾಧ್ವಯ ಮಾ ಪುರೋ ವಿಭೂ ನಿರ್ಮಾಶೇತೆಯದಮೂಷ ಪುರುಷ ಭುಂಕ್ತೆ ಗುಣಾನ್ ಷೋಡಶ ಷೋಡಶಾತ್ಮಕ ಸೋಲಂಕೃಷೀಷ್ಟ ಭಗವಾನ್ ವಚಾಂಸಿ ಮೇ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೊ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಬಿಗಿನಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಫೋರ್ತ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ of the sixth canto and the main description of this chapter is hamsaguhya prayers we can see the prayers offered by daksha to the supreme lord and here we see the austerities which are performed by 10 sons of prachina barhi so they did severe austerities inside the water which is very difficult for us to understand and that too for a prolonged time we had to understand still in terms of the development of bhagavatam we are still in the beginning of creation so here the secondary level of progenies are going to be created and that's where prachetas they did perform austerities so they can have good progenies so here these prachetas they performed all this austerities and when they came out of the water they saw the whole earth was filled with trees <laughs> so they became very angry so shila prabhupad is wonderfully explaining very important points based on this in this purport now if you see austerities can give us power so here the austerities performed by prajetas gave them mystical abilities mystical powers so austerities in general can make one very strong can give different kinds of power for example in bhagavad gita 17 chapter explains austerities of the words right austerities of the words of the speech what are they anidvayaka karam vakyam satyam priyam hitam chayat swadhyayana abhyaseva vangmayam tapa uchyate so one has to speak which will not cause agitation to others <laughs> so this is austerity of the words and at the same time it has to be truthful satyam so one shouldn't agitate anyone while speaking which is not very easy and then it has to be priyam it has to be pleasing then it has to be truthful also it has to be based on vedic scriptures so one has to recite vedic scriptures and it has to be hitam it has to be beneficial for the person so this is very challenging the austerity of the speech it's very challenging because we can tell the truth but it can be very harsh and we can quote shastra but it may not be beneficial for the person <laughs> so 
the real austerity of the speech means the combination of everything. If somebody is coming with some problems, so if you speak about Shastra which is unrelated, how is it going to be beneficial? Right? Somebody is telling you, okay, I have difficulty controlling some of the urges and immediately we start speaking about all universal form from the 11th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. It is according to Shastra but it may not be very beneficial. So it is mentioned that ultimately if we conclude everything of this, all these qualities of speech, the most important austerity of the speech or the ultimate purpose is it has to be beneficial for the person. Even though there are many qualities of or austerities of speech, the ultimate thing is it has to be beneficial, otherwise no use. So this is some of the austerities of speech. And even for the body also there are austerities, starting from worshipping the Lord, worshipping spiritual master, worshipping brahmanas, worshipping elders, and cleanliness, and shaucham, arjavam, which is self-control and humility. So, uh, simplicity, arjavam is actually simplicity, then uh, it is brahmacharya, ahimsa, these are all different austerities of the body. So, this is very important. So, the austerities are not waste. It has power. It actually helps a person. Similarly, when you talk about austerities of the mind, one of the important austerity of the mind is being satisfied with what we have. This austerity of the mind. And Prabhupada gives a very wonderful purport in which Prabhupada says that one can get the austerity of the mind of satisfaction if we can be devoid of the desire for sense gratification. It's a very deep point if you think about. The mind is not satisfied because of desires for sense gratification. So Prabhupada says that if one can check this thing, then the mind can be satisfied. So this is a very deep point and we can see that it is very, very practical. Because the desire for sense enjoyment, that will create <laughs> agitation of the mind. If you get one thing, the second and so on and so forth. So it goes on in this way and that's why Prabhupada again and again mentions, okay, the more we think of sense enjoyment, the more the mind becomes dissatisfied. That's why Srila Prabhupada's definition of uh, material desires is in this way. Prabhupada said, that which can, can never be fulfilled. <laughs> what is a material desire? That which can never be fulfilled. So this is a material desire. So if you think, even when Prabhupada is just defining the material desire, from there we can understand the essence of it. Can never be fulfilled. fulfilled. It means the mind is going to be agitated. So we have plenty of uh, experience in our own life. Still we are getting experience about this, right? So that is the desire for sense gratification. And at the same time, Prabhupada, and here we can see that the Prachetas, they did perform austerity, which, which included worshipping the Lord. And they had the power. What was their power for? They were ready to burn all the forest, all the trees and creepers and whatever they found, they could burn because they could produce fire and wind from their mouth. This is very powerful. This is a powerful thing to have. Hmm? Similarly, 
Hiranyakashipu, Ravana, they all performed austerity. And no use, it wasn't beneficial for anyone. Hmm? We know the story of Vishwamitra. Vishwamitra, he was performing austerities. And Indra was threatened by his austerities. Because if he performed so much of austerities, maybe Vishwamitra could occupy the post of Indra. So Indra was very, very afraid of his position. And he sent Menaka. We know that. And just hearing the sound of the ankle bells of Menaka, Vishwamitra, the austerity was completed. He was inflicted by lust. So he got married. Shakuntala was born. So that's the history. Then he learned from his mistake. So this is the point. He again performed severe austerities, Vishwamitra. This time he understood. This Indra is a problematic person. He is going to obstruct my austerities because he is afraid of his position. So this time he was completely determined that he didn't want to be affected by anything. So that time, Indra again sent another Apsara, Rambha. The first was Menaka and the second one was Rambha. This time what happened? This time Vishwamitra thought, okay, I don't want to get agitated by this Rambha. I know what happened. And he understood what she was doing. So he opened his eyes with great anger and indeed he cursed Rambha. So this is the problem. So since he had power because of all the austerities and since he used that power in a wrong way, he lost his potency. The power of his austerities were lost because of that. So this is how, as it is mentioned here, if someone is not a devotee, even one may achieve power by austerities, that will be lost. Or, uh, we can see, Prabhupada gives the example of Hiranyakashipu and Ravan. They use the power of their austerities for demoniac purpose. Hmm? Here, in this world, we can see severe austerities performed by so many people. Hmm? Whole life of austerities, isn't it? Going to work is an austerity. It's not so easy. Hmm? Especially devotees know it's not easy. And nowadays, people are feeling more and more pressure from work. Hours of work. Hmm? And not for one or two years, it is for decades. Forty years, fifty years. Severe austerity. And of course, they don't get any subtle powers. They may get some gross power, or the subtle power is that of money, but not really any mystical abilities. Because it is pretty gross. However, Prabhupada is driving this purport to one point, and that demonstrates the position of Srila Prabhupada. So he explains a little bit about the austerities and its uh, improper use, as well as the power attained by prachetas. The whole purport is about a very important point, and that actually establishes the position of Srila Prabhupada as an Acharya. But we had a discussion on Nityananda Srayodashi. Acharya give the example for the whole world 
by his own actions, his own words, his own behavior. At the same time, the mood of an Acharya is he feels so much of compassion for the living entities. So this is the mood of an Acharya. Now, if you see this purport, in the beginning of the purport, it's a Prabhupada picks this word, two, or two words, because here the prachetas are demonstrating anger. They are manyavaha or manyu. So manyu means angry. So the prachetas are angry. And Prabhupada says the opposite of that, that is vimanyu, vimanyavaha. And then he uses the word sadhu, sadhavaha. So here we can see this purport is about vimanyavaha or vimanyu. One who is devoid of anger. So when I saw these two words in this purport, suddenly one verse came to my mind because Srila Prabhupada is directly referring to this famous verse from Srimad Bhagavatam from the fifth canto, fifth chapter, second verse. It is a very, very famous verse because Mahat Sevam Dwara Mahur Vimukte what is that? Mahasevam Dwara Mahur Vimuktehe. What the door will wide open if one serves devotees. So this is the or by the association of the devotees, one can go back home back to Godhead. And the opposite is Tamodwaram Yoshidam Sangisangam. And the opposite is Yoshidam Sangisangam. Tamodwaram. Gateway to hell is one who is attached to woman and sex life. That is what is given here. In this way, it is very strongly presented. Tamadwaram Yoshidam Sanghi Sangam. And then he mentions, this is actually Rishabdev, Mahantaste Samachitta Prashanta Vimanyaya Suhurda Sadhoye. So Vimanyavaha Suhurda Sadhoye. So Prabhupada quotes this verse and I, I was particularly struck by this translation of Vimanyavaha in the fifth canto, fifth chapter, second verse. So Prabhupada doesn't just translate Vimanyu, Vimanyavaha as one who is devoid of anger. Rather, he writes, Vimanyavaha, without anger and then within bracket, one must distribute Krishna consciousness to persons who are hostile without becoming angry at them. So this is very interesting. And if you see this purport, this purport is based on this one word, Vimanyu. So not becoming angry, it is not just demonstrating angry mood, it's not just that, but where this mood has to be demonstrated. And Srila Prabhupada is very clear about it. And that's why in this purport, we can see this point that the success for preaching is Trinadabhi Sunichena Taroriva Sahishnana. Prabhupada writes, those engaged in preaching the glories of the Lord should be humbler than grass and more tolerant than a tree. Then they can preach the glories of the Lord without difficulty. Now, this qualification is common for both our sadhana and preaching. So it is not that the qualification for chanting is something, 
and qualification for preaching is something else. No. Both are the same. That is, one has to be humble and one has to be tolerant. So this is the qualification for both. And Prabhupada, of course, demonstrates this in his life. And in this verse, the quality of the devotee, Titekshava, Karunikaha, same. Titekshava, one who is very tolerant. Karunika, very merciful. Suhurda, Sarvadehinam. He's a friend of all the living entities. And that's why Srila Prabhupada writes, you are ever well-wisher. Because Suhurdaha Sarvadehinam. Because devotees are always well-wisher of the all, all the living beings. And Ajada Shatravaha, Ajada Shatru. Hmm? Even uh, Yudhishthira Maharaj is known as Ajada Shatru. Ajada Shatru means they don't have any enemies, or if you literally see, no enemy has ever borne for them. Ajada Shatrava. There are no enemy whatsoever. Shantaha, Sadhava, Sadhu Bhushana. Bhushanam. They are peaceful, and these are the qualities of devotees. So now, this is from the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Kapila Dev's instruction. In that purport, Srila Prabhupada <coughs> lists few examples to this. How devotees demonstrate these qualities. Prabhupada gives the example of Shivananda Sen. It's amazing. Shivananda Sen is a devotee from Bengal and he used to go to uh, Jagannath Puri along with other devotees every year to take part in the Sankirtan with Lord Chaitanya in Rathayatra. So Sivanadasan was traveling with the devotees and uh, one dog joined this party. So you have to understand this is a very elite party of devotees. Sivanadasan is the Lord Nityananda is there, Advaita Acharya is there, Srivas Thakur is there. If you see all the prominent devotees from Nadia are going to Jagannathpuri. And in this party, one dog participated. So the dog was joining this party. So they were performing Sankirtan. It is mentioned that they were in so much ecstasy that sometime they can even lose track of their way. Because they are in ecstasy, so they may go somewhere. And then they ask, How, are we in the right track? Are we going to Jagannath Puri? They say, no, 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 you are going in the opposite direction. Go back. Then they will come to the right track. Then again they will go. Sometimes they can lose track. But still, they were going all the way to Jagannath Puri. And this dog was with them. So a few days, Shivananda Sen looked after the dog. So he would personally feed the dog. And it is mentioned, one time they had to uh, cross the river. They had a ferry. So Shivanathasan even paid for the dog. So, <laughs> so everyone in the party must cross the river. In that way, they were all proceeding toward Jagannath Puri. And suddenly, the dog disappeared from the party. And then it is mentioned that Shivanathasan sent 100 men in search for this dog. So you had to understand this is transcendental dog. Now also we can see people lose their pet dogs. So you can see posters. Have you seen that? 
missing you know if you go <laughs> walk by the beach sometimes you see on the poles here the the dog is missing if you find we will reward you hmm? so shivananda sen understood this dog to be a devotee so this is a proverb explains that shivananda sen was such a high caliber in devotion that he could understand okay this dog is also a devotee and then they couldn't do anything they couldn't find the dog eventually the party entered jagannathpuri and then they saw mahaprabhu feeding this dog some coconut pulp mahaprabhu with his own lotus hand he was feeding this dog with some coconut pulp and then shivananda sen understood this is not ordinary because this dog is not ordinary because lord himself is showing mercy to this dog and then in one or two days this dog disappeared and then shivanathan concluded that because the lord personally gave mercy to this dog the dog has gone back home back to god so this is so pravat quotes this particular past time in this purport to show the mercy of devotees so we also have dog right in harinam sankirtan here <laughs> we janardan yeah we have also have dog you know distributing mercy distributing books so it is possible so we can see there are always transcendental personalities and one shows mercy devotees show mercy to anyone and devotees give prasadam to animals this is merciful of course we don't feed the birds here in the temple because we are in, we will be in trouble with the council <laughs> all the problems are there so we don't feed the birds in the temple but generally otherwise yes we have to, we show mercy to everyone at least we try to so this is the example given by shila prabhupad and of course we can see that shila prabhupad's life you know he he has shown mercy to everyone shutakirti prabhu was telling this example <laughs> just came to my mind shutakirti prabhu was is the longest servant of prabhupad he was in the same room as prabhupad and uh, prabhupad asked shutakirti prabhu can you see that so this <laughs> is a funny story shutakirti prabhu was telling he was sitting here and explaining he was thinking can you see that so prabhupad is asking can you see that so shutakirti prabhu thought you know prabhupad can see krishna radharani narada muni lord brahma lord shiva you are thinking you know, can you see that mean what is prabhupad meaning by this so what he meant by this he was thinking in this way and then prabhupad again asked can you see that then shrutagati prabhu said no i can't see anything you know prabhupad i can't see anything so he said prabhupad said can you see that bug oh then shrutagati prabhu looked and he saw the bug so prabhupad said uh, okay you know prabhupad said take we had to do something about this bug so prachitagiri prabhu asked what to do his prabhu said take that bug and outside there is a few maha flowers are there so put that bug on the flower so that bug can eat the flower can you see that <laughs> this is a this is transcendental consciousness <laughs> this is actually suhrada sarvadehinam of course prabhupad gave mercy to animal like men of this world <laughs> you know we don't have any hope otherwise because if you think about it our you know our qualities our habits if we don't if we haven't received mercy of shila prabhupada it would have been really horrible because we can do all the animalistic activities it's just a matter of time 
It is mentioned that to follow four regulatory principles, just to follow four regulatory principles, one needs the mercy of a spiritual master. Just to follow four regulatory principles. Don't talk about, you know, the highest level of bhakti. Okay, that is there. But just to follow four regulatory principles, we need the mercy of the spiritual master. So we can see where this mercy is coming from. And without that, we are not even coming to the human platform. Once, Srila Prabhupada was in Stockholm. It's a very famous pastime. Because how Prabhupada demonstrated, you know, Humility, this is uh, very interesting. Okay, Prabhupada is uh, in a pure devotee, is humble all the time. Even if he shows anger, still <laughs> that is humility. In Stockholm, uh, one angry person in the crowd asked a question to Srila Prabhupada. The reason is, Prabhupada was explaining Varnashram. So he was explaining, you know, Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, all the different ashrams he was explaining. So he said, Brahmanas are first class, then Kshatriya second class, then Vaishya third class, Shudra fourth class. In this way he was explaining. And then one person became very angry and he asked Prabhupada, So, are you the first class? You know? He said to him, What class are you? Thank you, Madhaji. Yes, head down in humility. Fifth class. He's mentioned that Prabhupada, first he was a bit surprised because this is showing envy, direct envy of this person because, you know, first class, second class. He was thinking that Prabhupada is going to tell, I am first class. So Prabhupada, Prabhupada was surprised to see envy in this person and that's why in humility he put his head down and then he said, no, I am fifth class because I am serving all the four classes. Now this is, it's actually, if you think about it, it's very difficult to be on this platform. It is, it is really, really difficult because constantly thinking that I am serving others. Because when we give instructions especially, it, naturally we think I am superior. Think about this, it's very difficult. When we are giving instruction, we think we are superior and I am just serving. It's a very, very high consciousness. Even Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj, yesterday was his appearance day, he, he joked about himself. He said, look, I am sitting on a big asana and people are all sitting in front of me. Because Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj is the Acharya Kesari, is like a lion-like guru. And he told, I am like an animal in the zoo. Because people go to zoo and everyone wants to watch. The animals, you know, everyone is watching. He said, I am just sitting like that. But he said, the mood should be dasosmi. So he, he used to say, if someone comes, he used to say, he used to chastise, but at the same time, his mood was dasosmi. So this is a very high consciousness. That is, even one is chastising, even one is showing anger. Prabhupada is telling a pure devotee will not, or devotees will not show anger. But for the correction purpose, they are showing anger, even when they are doing that, they are doing as a servant. This is very elevated consciousness. Because as soon as if we become angry, even if for a good purpose, even if for others' benefit, still we can lose or we can lose track of our own position. So this is, this is a very, uh, very important point. 
and Srila Prabhupada demonstrated. And another pastime I will tell about Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada was telling me, it was a very, very wonderful pastime, where Prabhupada was in Vrindavan. And all the Kas Goswamis, they came to Srila Prabhupada in Krishna Balaram temple. So Prabhupada was his disciple, he finished a class, he was just getting up. And all these people came, all the Kas Goswamis came. So they are the, you know, in charge of all the temples there, they are prominent people. And they started criticizing Srila Prabhupada on his face. Why did you make these Westerners into Brahmanas? Why did you allow them to, or why are you allowing them to worship the Lord? Why are you teaching them Srimad Bhagavatam? In this way, directly they were blaspheming Srila Prabhupada. And Prabhupada's disciples, some of them became very angry and that is the mood of the disciple. And if somebody is criticizing the spiritual master, definitely one, one will become agitated and angry. And they wanted to really, you know, do something about it. Prabhupada just showed because he saw the disciples were becoming angry, Prabhupada just showed, you know, relax, don't do anything. And then Prabhupada, he just, you know, just his head down and he just made one statement. He said, I am simply trying to fulfill the order of my spiritual master. He didn't tell anything else. It is said, as soon as these people heard this one sentence, I am simply trying to fulfill the order of my spiritual master. They stopped speaking everything. He, they just walked away. They didn't create any scene anymore. So you can see they're touched by the quality of Srila Prabhupada. So this is, this is the, you know, on the highest platform. We cannot really, you know, we cannot fathom how it is. It's not just acting. You know, we act. Haribol Prabhu, Haribol Mataji. This is, you know, I do act. It's not the real humility. Because the real humility is on a very, very high platform. Sanatan Goswami explains in Brahat Bhagavatamrita. There are a couple of interesting points about humility. The, on one level, Sanatan Goswami explains that the real humility is a devotee is having all the good qualities or all the abilities and still he or she thinks that I have no abilities, I have no qualification. That is one aspect. See, so the, all the qualities are there, still one feels that I don't have that. So this is a very sincere feeling from the heart. Second, we can understand that even though a devotee sincerely feels that I have no qualities or no abilities, still such a devotee will serve Krishna with whatever he or she has. So it is not like false humility means, Prabhu, oh, I, I, I have no ability, I cannot do that. So even if one is instructed, we show false humility and we may not do the service. So that is false humility. But the real humility means, Whatever, I don't have any abilities because I am ordered to do that, so I will do it. So this is real humility. So on one level, there are real qualities, but naturally one feels that I don't have those qualities and abilities. But still, the humility is such that with whatever abilities one has, one will serve Krishna. This we can see in Srimad Bhagavatam again and again. Even Prahlad Maharaj. Prahlad Maharaj, 
we can read in the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, his first prayer is the prayer of his own humility. Brahma Deya Shuragano Maneyota Siddha Satvekatana Gataya Vachasam Pravahai. Then Puriganai Adhinapi Pipro. Kim Kim Toshna Marhati Same Harir Ugra Chatehe. He's telling. It is a very natural feeling from the heart of Prahlad Maharaj that Brahmadeya Suraganaha. Brahmadeya, starting from Lord Brahma, all these demigods, they try to please you by their ornamented prayers. And they are situated in Sattu Ekatanagataya. They are completely situated in Sattugun. And we can see the prayers of all other great personalities who were assembled in front of Narasimhadev. And it, it is very interesting if you read those prayers. All these prayers, they are showing their connection to the Supreme Lord based on their service. Everyone, all of them, whether it's Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, whether Gandharvas, Charanas, Kimpurishas, great sages, all of them, they are praying to Lord Narasimhadev. So they are glorifying Narasimhadev in connection to their service. So they all are in connection to their service. So Gandharvas are telling, since Hiranyakashipu has taken charge, we are unable to glorify you. We have to glorify him. <laughs> so similarly, all of them, all of them actually glorify Narasimhadev based on their connection to the Lord, which is very important. When we glorify, yes, we can glorify the Lord, we can glorify the spiritual master, then we also have to express our connection to the spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, you know, when we glorify them, when we are writing a Vyasa Puja offering. General glorification is very important, but our connection also has to be expressed. It's very important because that makes it personal. Similarly, they all presented this prayers which are very poetic. According to the Shastra, they are situated in Satyagun, and they have used all the poetic devices to glorify the Lord. And now, Prahlad Maharaj is telling, still, you are not satisfied. Then, what is my position? Aham, what is my position? Ugra jatehe. I am born in a, what family? Demoniac family. So, this is the humility of Prahlad Maharaj. At the same time, he had all the qualification. And, does he actually stop? After that, okay, the false humility means then stop there. No qualification, I will not speak anything. But the next verse onwards, he starts glorifying the Supreme Lord. He starts glorifying the Supreme Lord. And he, he makes this point, according to my mind and intelligence, whatever abilities I have, based on that, I will glorify you. So here we can see this quality of uh, the devotees. And further, speaking about humility, Sanadana Goswami explains in Bhagavatamrata that humility and the development of bhakti are synonymous. They go hand in hand. In other words, real humility and the most advanced bhakti, prema bhakti, love of Godhead, they are the same. In other words, if one has such a great devotion, the naturally one has that level of humility and vice versa. So, he equates humility to 
prema bhakti so this is a very very high quality so it's not something which we can uh, imitate so one time one devotee asked bhakti vidya purna maharaj a very interesting question practical question we have heard that to chant properly to do devotional service to preach krishna consciousness we had to be humble and on the other side to develop our bhakti and devotional qualities how it comes by doing devotion service so if you have humility you can do bhakti properly and if you have bhakti you will get devotional qualities <laughs> it is connected can you see the cycle what can we do there is no real humility so this devotee told maharaj there is no real humility how can i do proper bhakti and at the same time without doing proper bhakti how can i get real humility so maharaj said i know that you don't have real humility okay he said i know that you don't have re- real humility that's okay but don't act arrogantly so it's a very good point <laughs> i thought okay this is a very good point so at least that we can do we don't have good real humility that's okay but at least don't act arrogantly so see important point <laughs> repeated <laughs> <laughs> so at least we shouldn't act arrogantly so at least on our level we can start from there if we cannot act on the most humble platform at least we don't need to act uh, in a very arrogant way hmm? so this is uh, talking about humility and also lord chaitanya he also demonstrated uh, humility in various occasions preaching in preaching where lord chaitanya manifested humility in preaching you can tell lord chaitanya ya chaitanya mahaprabhu very 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 important past time oh yes this is the digvijay pandit okay digvijay pandit okay did he actually manifest humility specifically ha eh? not prabodhan the sarasadi very close <laughs> very close yes prakashananda saraswati prakashananda saraswati because that is very interesting because mahaprabhu because mahaprabhu he knew the heart of tapan mishra and chandrasekhar acharya and they were so much concerned that the lord has been criticized by this mayavadis so the lord wanted to fix the problem and so uh, they invited all the sanyasis and then for lunch prasadam mahaprabhu was also present and all this mayavadi sanyasis headed by prakashananda saraswati was present and then the lord went there and he chose to sit at a place where they washed their feet so he you know this is this is really humility to sit at a lower position and they were all in a higher platform prakashananda saraswati and all other sanyasis mahaprabhu chose to sit there and then he attracted them by showing his effulgence the lord manifested his brahman effulgence and the prakashananda saraswati and other sanyasis they are after impersonal brahman and they got attracted immediately and so prakashananda saraswati he went down and he told 
you are, you are so effulgent and you are so qualified. You shouldn't be sitting here on such a lower level. Rather, you come and you sit with us. So with his hand, he took Mahaprabhu and brought to a higher stage. So this was very beneficial for Prakashananda Saraswati because he did Agyada Sukriti. And then, of course, we know the conversation. There also, what did Mahaprabhu say? Mahaprabhu didn't actually present the whole philosophy straight away. He, he presented himself as a fool. Right? He, he, he said to Prakashananda Saraswati, they are Vedic scholars. He didn't try to defeat them straight away. He, after hearing whatever they were saying, uh, Mahaprabhu said that my spiritual master told that I am a fool and so do just one thing. What is that? Krishna Nama Japa Sata E Mantrasar. That's it. Always chant Krishna's name because you don't have adhikar for Vedanta. Murkha to me na Vedanta adhikar. You are a Murkha and so you don't have the qualification to study Vedanta. And so just chant Krishna's names. Just chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra. This is the instruction that I got from my spiritual master. Assume if you are going for a debate or if you want to show one's prowess, will we ever tell that, you know, my spiritual master told me that I am a fool and I, I have no understanding of Shastra. I don't know any philosophy and so I know only how to chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra. This is what Mahaprabhu told Prakashananda Saraswati. And then he explained, after that he explained everything philosophically. What's wrong with their arguments? So you can see, everywhere Mahaprabhu demonstrating utmost humility. The Lord is manifesting utmost humility. It's very difficult for us to fathom. Even while preaching the Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, he was humble enough to hear all this Mayavas philosophy for seven days. Isn't it? He didn't cut at the first word <laughs> after hearing seven, seven days. And who? Gobinath Acharya was telling the Lord, he was so angry. Gobinath Acharya, he is the brother-in-law of Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. And Gobinath Acharya is a great devotee and he knew who Mahaprabhu was. Whereas Sarvabhama Bhattacharya didn't know who Mahaprabhu is, he couldn't understand. So when Mahaprabhu uh, reached uh, Jagannathpuri and staying with uh, or uh, in the initial episode in the house of Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, Gopinath Acharya was pleased that Sarvabhama Bhattacharya served him. But when he heard that Sarvabhama Bhattacharya wanted to teach Vedanta philosophy to Lord Chaitanya, he was very upset. He was thinking, why is he trying to teach the Supreme Lord? Vedesha sarver ahameva vedyo vedanta krit veda videvachaham. Or Vedanta krit, one who has written Vedanta Sutra is the Supreme Lord. The real knower of Veda is the Supreme Lord. And here, the Bhattacharya wants to teach Vedanta to him. So, Gopinath Acharya was very angry, he was very upset. He had a conversation with Sarovhattacharya. Sarovhattacharya was with, with all his disciples. And Gopinath Acharya tried to say that, look, this is the Supreme Lord. So understand, he is the Supreme Lord. And Sarvabhattacharya was not ready to accept. He told, there are no incarnations. 
in the age of Kali. So, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya was also speaking based on Shastra. He said, according to Shastra, there cannot be any incarnation appearing in the age of Kali. Which is true. And then Gopinathacharya explained, which is true for Leela Avatars. For Leela Avatars it is true. The Lord never comes as Leela Avatar in the age of Kali. So there is, there are, there is no Leela Avatar in the age of Kali. And there are further explanations. Even generally, whichever incarnations appear in this age of Kali, they are uh, never Vishnu Tattva. That is also a fact. They are never Vishnu Tattva. They are generally Shakti Avesh. Whether it's Buddha or whether if we consider Kalki, they are never uh, Vishnu Tattva. They are Shakti Avesh. Because the Lord doesn't want to come. See? The Lord doesn't want to come in the age of Kali. <laughs> Only generally send, send the Shakti Avesh. Means empowered Jiva with all the potencies of the Lord and they can fulfill the mission. They can do that. But the Lord doesn't want to come personally. So, Gopinath Acharya told, Mahaprabhu is not Leela Avatar, but he is Channa Avatar. But still, uh, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya couldn't understand, he couldn't accept. So, he concluded, the final word of Gopinath Acharya was, Prasada Leshanugrihita Evahi Janadi Tattvam Bhagavan Mahimno Nachanya Ego Bichiram Vichanvan. He said, Prasada Lesha, if someone receives even a little bit of mercy, Prasada Lesha, then one can understand Bhagavan Mahimno, one can understand the glories of the Lord. Otherwise, Chiram Vichanvan, one can search in the scriptures or otherwise for whole life, for eternally, still one cannot understand the Supreme Lord. That's why he said, Janati Tattvam Bhagavan Mahimno Nachanya Ekopi Chiram Vichinvan. Chiram means eternally one can search for the Lord. That's what, that's what Sarvabhama Bhattacharya was doing. Still he couldn't understand the Supreme Lord. He couldn't recognize the Supreme Lord. And then, when Mahaprabhu was ready to accept the teachings from Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, then Gobindasajaya told the Lord, Why are you hearing from Sarvabhama? Why do you want to hear from him? He was very upset. Why do you want to hear from him? The Lord told, he is speaking this out of affection. He has fatherly affection. Because Sarvabhattacharya is an elderly person. And Mahaprabhu is a sannyasi of just the age of 24. And young sannyasi. And he said, if you are just chanting and dancing, if the intelligence is not fixed in Shastra, then he may be swayed by the material energy. He can be captivated by the material energy. <laughs> this was the thought of Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. So I want to help him, to fix him in Vedanta philosophy, in that he will not lose his sannyas order. So this was the mood of uh, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. And the Lord understood. And he humbly accepted that service. He just took it as a service, and he accepted it. So this is the humility of the Lord. And he heard for seven days. Even though he, you know, this is the last thing that the Lord wants to hear. <laughs> Mayavad. <laughs> he heard that. And then of course he counteracted. And he showed the utmost mercy to Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. What did he show to uh, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya? Do you know what form did he show? Shadbhuj form. 
shadbhuj form of the lord he showed everything all his feature as lord ram uh, lord krishna um, and as mahaprabhu he showed all the form to sarvabhatacharya so this is the mercy of the lord so they also manifest this humility and whenever great devotees or the lord manifests uh, anger it is only out of compassion so even though it is mentioned here that they don't become angry we have to understand they don't become angry because of lack of sense gratification generally why anger if whatever we want it doesn't happen we become angry if our sense gratification is curtailed then we become angry that is the essence of anger kamat what is that next is krodha so that is the essence of anger but the lord or his great devotees are not like that and their anger if they become anger it is really out of compassion it's a genuine expression of their compassion and in that we can see in lords and his devotees past time so here uh, prabhuvad is coming to this essential point that vimanya uh, vimanyu or one has to become devoid of anger in sharing krishna consciousness so this is the essential pro- point prabhuvad is bringing in in this purport that uh, if you are not tolerant we will not be able to share this knowledge to anyone it can be any places and that's the reason it is always important to share this to new people hmm? it is it is insufficient for us to uh, preaching to devotees it is insufficient for our spiritual growth just to preach to devotees that is only only giving bhagavatam class or uh, teaching that is insufficient we have to interact with new people it is very important and that's the way we can develop actually good qualities it's very important okay both ways we are helping them and we are helping ourselves because when we interact with new people then they will not show us respect <laughs> they will not listen from us which is very good for us when you distribute books we are, you know we are humble literally humble people can speak anything right you know just you know really you you can you can hear the arrogant words really smashing our false ego or hmm. always it happens and it is good yeah, that that is the even many things you know people can say so many different things directly they can tell so which is good for us at the same time they are getting help if you are behaving properly it is helping them actually even though they may behave to us in an angry mood still it is actually helping them because they are de- de- dealing with some devotees whatever we have we giving it's helping giving lectures to new people it is good because it's not easy we have to put up with their thoughts their questions their problems so the, the, dealing in, indeed dealing with uh new people it's very very helpful for our spiritual progress so that we need to continue all the time in the sense we can be new to krishna consciousness one can be 5 years 10 years 20 years 30 years 40 years still one has to deal with new people it's very important and it is very helpful for us hare krishna so i just stop here and is there any questions or comments yes thank you Mm. and it's it's a little bit 
but not mind him that much so then like they used to follow him but they do not take that seriously yes this is about prabhupada yes why did he used to ask for forgiveness so prabhupada even they do chastise at the same time they may ask for forgiveness you know they may ask for forgiveness so why do they do that hmm? the answer is hmm, a devotee of course a pure devotee and even other devotees they are actually playing very safe in one sense they don't want to offend anyone so this is a very uh, important point when we are chastising someone hmm? if we are in a position to chastise someone when we are chastising we cannot go overboard <laughs> chastisement will be required for correction but we cannot go overboard because we have to see when we are chastising we are giving the anger but it is for the right purpose right amount because it cannot be a point of you know my mind is already agitated <laughs> this is my opportunity to let go on others you know just go give to others no it doesn't work like that <laughs> you understand so it is it's not an you know it's not just an opportunity for expression free expression no 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 it's not like that so they see how much is required that they give you understand and to make sure that it is not really offending that's why one may ask for forgiveness it's not that one has to ask for forgiveness but if somebody is asking for forgiveness after chastising it is for this purpose hmm? like that any question any comment yeah yes bro you can use them like okay. uh prabhu the example you gave about chela prabhupad uh, demonstrating his humility that he bows his head down in his say fifth class what does it take to develop such qualities it can it be cultivated or is it awarded prabhu ji So as I told, initial cultivation is not acting arrogantly. As Shri Prabhu said, you can even if you don't have the quality, at least you can act externally. So this is <clears throat> one kind of cultivation. Second is we pray for that. So for example, when we are chanting, we pray. If we cannot hear Krishna's name, <laughs> we pray. It is it is very important because then we pray to the holy name. just to help us to hear the holy name so yes so this there is the part of our endeavor second another part of our endeavor is sincere devotion service that is endeavor in itself now higher level of qualities which are awarded so when krishna sees that okay we are endeavoring then krishna can award such qualities it is not easy actually if you think about without devoid of anger it's not easy isn't it it's not easy so krishna has to give us we endeavor and krishna gives it is just like any aspect in our devotion service we endeavor and krishna shows his mercy so when it comes to the devotion qualities also it has to be bestowed based on our desire our endeavor so both sides are there 
So it doesn't mean that we don't need to endeavor. We have to endeavor. It's like, you know, I'm becoming angry all the time. I'm telling, you know, look, devotion service should purify me so I can just do whatever I want. No, it doesn't work like that. So that is against our philosophy because we have to control our mind and senses. So it is two-way. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Okay, any final question? Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai.